welcome to Interdimensional Coffee Talk. I am Beverly Isla. On this podcast, we talk about the awakening journey, otherworldly beings, and how these two topics are closely interrelated. If you are in any way interested in discovering who you really are, what you are capable of, and who else is cheering us on, I encourage you to listen to the episodes and follow the experts that you resonate with. This knowledge is available for everyone, but everyone's journey will be different. So enjoy the process and be present to both the challenges and the miracles that come your way on this path. Today's guest is Kelly Butterfly. She is an author, editor, and publisher for Rainbow Butterfly Publications and the Sasquatch Message to Humanity channeled book series. She is in service to others as a public speaker, Rainbow Reiki practitioner, marketing specialist, and the heart specializing in positive energy generating organite. Kelly is a multi-dimensional accelerator, medium, and clairvoyant and facilitates others to understand their galactic and karmic heritage and offers personal readings. In this episode, she will talk about her story of stepping into multidimensionality, the importance of recognizing our ancestors and interdimensional connections, our consciousness, and the bigger picture behind our reality. All right. Thank you, Kelly, for joining me today. Now, is that your real last name, Butterfly? It is. Oh, my gosh. I thought it was an alias. <laughs> That's awesome. It was, but I went through a divorce a couple of years ago, and I was given the option to, what do you want your name to be? So I went with the name that I've been going with anyway. <laughs> wow. That worked out. That's awesome. So tell me about yourself. Like, What's your story? How did you step into your multidimensional nature? I mean, you, your background is very strong in it. So yeah, I'm, I'm interested to know. Thank you. Well, it's really been kind of a lifelong ease into it. You know, I have some like memories as a child and as a teenager and everything, but it, it was really like uh, towards the end of 2012 that everything started to really kind of click into place and where I accepted myself and my gifts and my abilities and, you know, understanding this multidimensional nature. Because I guess it really kind of started with like spirit communication or even like, uh, plant or animal communication. When I was younger, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, that's that just doesn't really happen. Or these are inanimate things. You can't communicate with it or, or something like that. But the spirits of people, especially uh, of people that have passed on, that was really strong for me. And when I was a child, it was something that I was a little bit more fearful of. Spirits were ghosts, you know, that's what you know of as a child. And so I was like, no, I don't really want to be communicating with ghosts. And, you know, it was more scary. And then as I got older, I realized that there's nothing scary about it. And this is a gift. They're, they're reaching out to me or I have this ability to communicate. Uh, so I opened more to it. And uh, in 2012, uh, let's see, I was 32 at that time. And that's when things really started to open for me. I started more of a, a spiritual journey that really kind of started with studying and remembering a lot about Native culture. I'm part Cherokee, and I was living in a, a, a part 
of Arkansas that's really rich with, you know, different indigenous history and things like that. I was spending a lot of times out in the woods and in the forest, and I was encountering different nature spirits and then the Sasquatch, you know, which I couldn't quite understand. Like I knew they were there, but you can't see them, but you see all this evidence that they're there. Um, You can feel them. I could hear them like walking behind me, but they're not there. Or like pine cones would be tossed in my direction. And it's not just falling out of a tree, you know, Uh, and it wasn't Mm -hmm. to hit me either. It was just (laughs) to like get my attention, you know, and I was like, okay, this is not a squirrel. Like what's doing this, you know? So that's kind of where it all started. And then in conjunction with connecting with the Sasquatch, the star elders and and the star races, uh, it all it was really kind of like a quickening what you'd refer to as a quickening because at that point it happened really fast and I just really dove very quickly into this whole you know woo-woo world or whatever people might, might call it but it's where I knew I belonged um, and just so many things that I couldn't understand throughout my whole life suddenly made sense um you know, and like I said, once I finally also accepted it and allowed it rather than denying that I had that connection. Yes, that is really important for anyone going through this journey. You must have been your spiritual journey probably went from zero to 100 in a short period of time. No, (laughs) was it like, how did you manage that? You know, life changed quite a bit. It kind of started more subtly when I was pregnant with my son, actually. And that's when a lot of intuition started to return to me, especially in dreams and everything like that. So it it was kind of an ease as far as my consciousness went, you know, but really, it really shook up my life as soon as tell you one night that really changed everything. It, It was December 13th. 2012. And there was a spaceship outside of my home. I had just went to bed. I wasn't asleep yet. I had just gotten in bed. And there was a bright light outside of my uh, sliding glass door window that was in my bedroom. And I could see this immense bright light and I could hear this kind of this kind of throb sound and I was like whoa what is that it's it's almost like a spaceship outside and I went to get up to like go check it out and I couldn't get up I was literally all my my limbs and everything were frozen to the bed and I couldn't get up even though I wanted to and so I was just like uh okay yeah what's going on and you know (laughs) a little bit of fear started to set in but before but before it really could I was really comforted with this nurturing kind of energy and this knowing that hey like this is a kind of what you've been waiting for you know uh, you you asked for this basically and and here it is you know and so i was visited in the room like so this was going on outside things were actually shaking because of the ship that was outside and was it in solid form or was it in uh holographic well holographic form? i didn't see it but i'm assuming oh. it must have probably been holographic i mean it seemed like it was physical to me and because of it probably cloaked it then right and because of yeah. its vibration it actually rattled a picture frame off of something and it fell on the floor and so for me that was like the physical evidence that okay this is happening because that picture has never fallen on the floor it wouldn't do that without a, a strong vibration you know so and in this 
episode that happened, you know, I was kind of like, well, okay, what's going on? I'm frozen to the bed and I feel like this must be an alien, an ET encounter. And then telepathically, I was told by a being, even though there were two in the room, there was a, a Sasquatch woman. And I didn't know who that was at the time. Uh, She was just kind of in the back of the room. Like I said, it was this really strong, nurturing, loving energy. She felt like my grandmother or something like there to comfort me. Mm -hmm. Um, But she didn't do so much speaking as this other ET, the star person did. Um, And he was a little man, maybe, I don't know, four and a half, five feet tall. So not you know, really short, but he looked human other than he didn't. (laughs) Like his head was a lot bigger than a human's, but his facial features looked human and not so much like a a gray ET or something like that. But he had this um, doctor kind of look and feel to him. And he told me his name was Jai and that he was there basically for my highest good that, you know, he, and he's explaining to me that this is good. This is what you've been waiting for. You know, we're here to help and that kind of thing. And like I said, it was all coming through telepathically. So I was still a little kind of unsure of exactly what I was experiencing. And I could feel things going on in my physical body, in my ovaries and things like that. And so I was like, aha. So, you know, things clicked and I was like, I see. So like I'm a part of the whole hybrid project or they're extracting eggs or DNA of some type, you know, and I've read about that happening. And so I was, you know, my point of reference was, okay, I guess it's my turn. That's what I'm, I'm doing. They, they, want to extract my eggs to maybe help make a new race to better humanity and no but this wasn't like nefarious no no it wasn't it was very loving very loving and like i said it was only my human ego part that had just a little bit of fear but overall i felt this amazing loving kind energy it was an excitement too because it was kind of like okay yeah this is it like this is what i've been waiting for and so that really changed everything for me. The next day I woke up a different person, my conscious, I couldn't get this out of my mind when you have an experience like that, you know? And then I was like, well, did, did that even really happen? Or was that a dream? And it was like, no, that, that definitely really happened. There were two people awake in the house, in the living room at the time. And so immediately after this encounter, when I could move again, and I ran to the window to see if I could see the ship, and it was gone. There was no traces of anything there. Like the picture was still on the floor, though. But then immediately afterwards, two Black Ops helicopters flew over the house really low. Of course. And so I was just like, well, whoa, is that a part of it, too? So I I went out to the I went out to the front room and I asked the guys, I was like, did you guys experience anything? Like what in the world just happened? And they're like, oh, what do you mean? We heard the helicopters just fly by. And I was like, I did too. But I mean, like before that, like, did you see the light? And did you hear that humming and, and everything? And they, no, we have no idea what you're talking about. We just heard these helicopters fly over. And I was just like, 
oh, okay, I'm going to kind of keep this to myself for now. <laughs> and so, yeah, and so I, I have learned that I am a part of, of the hybrid project that I, I do assist with my, my DNA and things like that. Uh, but I also learned a year later, a, a year to the date, actually, because I, I was in meditation and kind of ceremony uh, and appreciation of what had happened the, the year prior. And I learned at that time that they, uh, I was also healed of cervical cancer at, while during their visit, which I had no idea mm. that I had. And, um, oh, geez. right. Okay. And so that wouldn't be something that, you know, I, I would make up or something like that. I was quite shocked and I was like, wow, okay. So really grateful for that. So it, it, it helped put that into perspective even more to understand like, that's why they came at that time to help me when I needed it. Yeah. Now with that program, then, is it something that people just volunteer to do? Or are they seeking certain types of individuals? Maybe a little bit of both. The volunteer, the voluntary part of it is really on a soul level. It's it's not something, it's not like a, a decision that our, our human egos or bodies would decide. It, it's something that we would have decided long before we came into this body. And so it's a little bit of both, like I said, and, and the DNA is a factor, but that's also kind of why you would choose the body that you're going to go into as, as a human. So it could be both or one or the other or, or both, or maybe even neither. I'm sure there's other aspects I don't understand. So gotcha. Now I'm interested to know, like you have a, a strong, strong connection with the Sasquatch beings and other ones. But before we dive into that, what's your definition of extraterrestrials and what do you think is the difference between extraterrestrials and interdimensional beings? Okay. You know, they're they're really very much one in the same, although there is a difference with them. So extraterrestrials are interdimensional beings or multidimensional beings. The word extraterrestrial, basically, uh, to me, that would refer to any being that's coming from somewhere else other than than earth. <laughs> and, you know, but all of us are not from earth. So you and I are extraterrestrials too, when you consider that, you know, on a, on a soul level, and we're all multidimensional, interdimensional and things like that. But sure. so like extraterrestrial, though, to me would be what I would refer to as the star elders, creators or beings that come from different star systems or different planets and things like that. Uh, but there also are ancestors and our elders. So even the nature of just talking about them is, is very multidimensional. So there's also, you know, there's like extraterrestrial beings that we may not be so connected to that are, I guess you could say man-made or created. They're human thought forms, so to speak. But the ones that I really work with or the ones that I'm referencing are the ones, you know, considered to be the star elders, our creators or the races that came before us. However, since there's no time and no space, there wasn't any before us or after us. So it's what we're all connected to. We're, we're all a part of it. So the extraterrestrials are us. We're family. It's just seemingly different timelines and ways that, that we connect. But it's overall, it's a great big cosmic galactic connection. 
Yes. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I was trying to wrap my head around like the differences and the common ground seems to be that the interdimensional beings can travel between dimensions and extra extraterrestrials are, I guess, closer to our uh, galaxy. But in either case, yeah, time and space will eventually just outside of our planet will just start to diffuse. Yeah, so that's... Exactly. And it's really measured, I guess, more by consciousness than anything rather than it is a place or a time or a physical aspect of a being. It really is all our consciousness. So some may be more limited by their consciousness, like some may have more what you would consider psychic gifts or abilities or things like that. But that's only because they've had more opportunities to experience that and and to practice that, you know, through their whole timeline of existence. Because even though, yeah, I mean, we consider ourselves earthlings, we're limited by the three 3D here and everything. We have all the same gifts. We have all the same abilities. We just have to remember how to use them. But we travel interdimensionally all the time. That's what our dreams are. That's what our daydreams are. That's, you know, when you read a, a book and really slip into it, you're traveling interdimensionally because you're you're changing and shifting your consciousness. Now, what's your advice for people who want to, I guess, get into it more? but aren't sure how. Well, get into, I guess, what exactly? Like, I guess, discovering more parts of themselves. And it is discovering, at the end of the day, it is going to end up to you discovering your multidimensional self, because... I'd say, you know, meditation is is really a strong factor in whatever meditation looks like to you. It doesn't mean that you have to sit there in the lotus position and completely clear your mind. That's not as easy as it sounds, you know, but it's going into that meditational state making conscious choices in your thoughts and opening up to allowing and to not be so limited by your beliefs. There's there's so many aspects in this world that, that limit us or what we think limit us, you know, like the 3D reality of things or we're, we're in these bodies so we can't fly, right? Or religion or something tells us that we can't do this or can't do that, but we're not ruled by that. And so it's just really opening our consciousness to allow those things to happen. So like I said, with meditation, many people approach it in different ways. Sometimes it works for for people to sit in the lotus position and clear their minds, but usually that takes a lot of practice before you can really successfully get there. So I find that like doing the dishes or taking a shower. Exactly. Movement. Right. That's a perfect time to really tune in to your deeper and higher self so that, you know, you can understand that connection. And I also say that nature, earth, all of nature is our greatest teachers. The plants and the animals, as simplistic as it is, you'll understand so much more if you just observe nature and how everything works together. That's my together. favorite way. Yes. That's my I will drive an hour just to, to get out and get into alternative state because. <laughs> yes. And that it's quite successful because we're all connected to it. So that's a time that we can start to remember, you know, watching mm-hmm. the ant climb up the tree. It helps you to remember who you are too. It does. <laughs> Good point. Now, how do interspecies relationships help us on our awakening journey? A lot of people may not think it's even related, but I think it's almost one and the same thing. 
It's absolutely yeah. completely related. Interspecies is, is any species. So we need the animals and we need the plants. It's all it's all working in conjunction. You know, like I said, the animals can show us so much more about the true nature of things that we've forgotten. You know, humans have been basically taught to subdue nature or that we are on this hierarchy where we're, we're above all these things of of nature but working on peaceful interspecies relations and communications is is truly where it's all at respecting the earth respecting every little thing every whatever it is if i'm about to remove a a spider from the inside of my house i talk to it and i communicate with it and i put it out you know in a place where it's it's going to be comfortable Working with, I work with herbs quite a bit. I won't say I'm an, like a professional herbalist, but I, I learn as much as I can about um, natural remedies and just going out in my yard and harvesting things that can be medicine and food and things like that. Awesome. And, and the more that you do that, the more you just really tune in and understand that, that higher connection. But that goes to show you that everything that we need is provided by the earth, you know, Every single thing that we need for our survival is already here. We don't need to invent all of these things that we do. Nature provides it all. So life could be a lot more simplistic if we did drop the technology and and the machines and the idea, even animal food production. We're not going to run out if, (laughs) if we just lived in a natural way. So food and then also like i said even medical care and things like that if we would return more to the natural ways and instead of running to the doctor for for this drug or that medicine and things like that and know that you know your yard is full of dandelions it's going to help with whatever you're going to see your doctor for <laughs> you know that kind of thing so so that's some of the benefits of interspecies relationship it's not limited to you know only things with faces so to speak it's it's all species and all life even the the stones you know the stones are so conscious you know maybe the the source of consciousness and we just overlook them as just um things that are inanimate and things like that but the more that you can really tune in to that energy and know that we're all a part of it then you really start to benefit more from those other interspecies kinds of relationships. Sure. Now, what about extraterrestrials and interdimensionals? How do they help people on their awakening journey? That's a loaded one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it is. Well, you know, like I said before, too, is a, a lot of the star elders or interdimensional beings, you know, like the Sasquatch, they are ancestors or they are at least related in some kind of way. Like I said, it may be interspecies. We're not the same as Sasquatch, but we are mammal people just like they are. And when it comes to the extraterrestrials or, or other beings like that, we as humans are actually made up of all of the different races and species that were here before us too. That's what makes humans so incredibly unique and also why 
the entire yes. universe is I've heard watching us and you know either mm. whatever their agenda is we are a prime interest in the whole galaxy in the in the star system and it's because of where we have developed our consciousness to and also because so many different species and so many races are us they're living out and they're playing out their old karmas or their dramas and stuff in human bodies and so we're here experiencing all of these different things that we've experienced you know who knows billions of years ago or but like i said it's all the same timeline anyway so it's it's kind of complex to wrap your mind around but it's all one big journey and so these other beings assist us on that journey because either they've experienced this they've been here done that or they coming from the future and looking back and wanting to assist and help. And so a lot of that is usually beings or ancestors that we're connected to. If, if you feel a real strong guidance from a particular being or from a, a particular race of beings, you probably have a really strong connection to them and some strong, you know, cellular memories to those different groups of beings mm. so they can assist you on your journey by walking you through it, I guess, in a, in a way, like, like I said, with me and learning about plant and animal medicine and things like that, I feel that so much of that is being taught by the Sasquatch. And that's because they're like the ultimate earth keepers. They they know this land inside and out and they understand the quantum physics of, of nature and everything. And so they're really helping us with that part of things. Whereas star elders, they may not know as much about earth, you know, as, right. as other beings do. Many of them may not have ever incarnated here in a body, but there's aspects of them that have in different ways. You know, like in the Sasquatch Message to Humanity book, it's explained how these different races of beings came before us, you know, so when Earth was new, the first most intelligent species here on the planet were mer people or the or the fish people because the planet was mostly all water. And so after a long time of, you know, evolution and things like that, the more intelligent species on the planet was the ant people. And then there was the lizard people and then the bird people and then the mammal people, which is, you know, began as the Sasquatch. And now we're still the mammal people. But all, all of those other races are all a part of us. We have bird and ant and reptile and fish and all of these different different things within us. And, and those are really broad. I mean, it's been such a long evolution that there's everything in between too, you know, the cats and the amphibians too. I mean, all of it is, is a part of the whole. And so all of these species can help us remember who we are because we're a part of all of it. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I'm like, it would be so like the mind couldn't even comprehend the layers of past and future doesn't exist. But the layers of what we've experienced and how we are so not stuck, but we're just I just feel like we're so limited that what was I saying? I was saying that I, I feel like this human body limits us so much to what we really are. Yes. And I'm sure there's a reason for that. Maybe it's making us remember who we are without this biosuit? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it does. I mean, that that's how it was kind of explained to me too, is that we were created in these vulnerable 
bodies, basically. You know, if you look at all the animals, they're, they're either covered in hair or scales or they, you know, have what they need to survive their environment. All of them except for humans, you know. I like to say we're we're squishy. <laughs> you know, we can get sunburns. We need we need water <laughs> and we need shelter and um, you know, things like that. So, but basically we're created this way so that we can remember our connection to everything else. Remember that we're a part of it and that we are in a sense dependent on nature and yeah. So it, it it's to help us remember but also we were designed to forget so there's very true there's many agendas playing out here you know we were designed to forget and to be dependent and to basically be able to easily be controlled lifespans have been shortened from what they used to be so that we don't even have the amount of time to reach the level of consciousness that we used to Mm, yeah and you know because think about it if we lived 800 years you know i think by the end of that time that have a much different consciousness than we do at the end of 80 years you know (laughs) so absolutely yeah (laughs) it's all just a big part of yeah remembering who we are and how we're all connected you know and there's a bigger part of the story too it's all these different galactic and and star wars that are going on you know and so we're just kind of pawns in in that game so but we can remember you know we can change the outcome of things and that's really why we came here why we incarnated you know because we knew that we could come here and remember and affect change in different ways. For sure. And that's why I always tell people it's crucial. It's not even a luxury to walk into your spiritual or slash multidimensional journey. It's almost needed. Yes. Right? Because in order to connect with these extraterrestrials and, and other interdimensional beings, you have to kind of walk that path. Otherwise, they, they're not able to to reach you. And I don't know, there's a lot of reasons as to why, but to me, I think it's discrepancy in frequencies. Yes. Right? Maybe what's your take on that? Why is it crucial for people to really take on their true nature if they want to connect with different species off planet? Well, it's really a matter of just being authentic and true to yourself and, you know, figuring out the essence, the soul essence of of everything that we're connected to. Like, for example, like telepathy. Mm -hmm. If telepathy is the universal language, I mean, not everybody can do telepathy, right? Like meditation, like you mentioned, is pretty much the starting point in discovering all this stuff. Right. I do know that the kind of changes that the earth is seeing right now, you know, this is a big shift, a big change, a big, really big lifetime for all of us. When I was born, even though I didn't understand what that meant, and I had no idea of like reincarnation or anything, but I can remember since I was very, very young, thinking and feeling like this is it this is the lifetime I've been waiting for, you know, like, yeah, this is, this is the one. And I still feel that way. So this is like the lifetime where we can really actually affect 
positive change that we want on this planet. We've been repeating the cycle of all of this karma and all this drama. So much of it actually, it originates far beyond anything that, that we can remember. But more specifically, the dynamics playing out now is really everything that we've been through on the Orion star system before we were ever here on Earth. And so that was that was a time, an era, or an epic, however you want to refer to it, that was even worse than Earth, more limited. Everybody was really controlled. There was, a, you know, a lot of violence and everything like that. But basically, people were not able to exercise their free will the way that they're able to now. And so that's really what the whole, this whole journey is about, is being able to exercise our our own free will and free choice. And if you think about it, like everything that tries to block things is basically telling you that you're not able to exercise your free will, or you're not, you're not allowed to do this, or you can't do that. And so that makes people feel fear. And everything really boils down to either being in the vibration of love or fear. And so the, the fear is what has been playing out eon after eon after eon. And it just keeps building upon itself because it's not being healed. You know, people die and they didn't heal these different emotions and things like that. So they come back with it even stronger and needing to heal it, but not remembering. And so it, you know, it keeps compounding on upon each other. But in this lifetime, the way the planets have aligned and because of all of the changes that the earth has been through and is going through, all of these opportunities are returning to us to change it once again, but to change it, especially in a positive way by using our consciousness to co-create the changes that we want to see. I'm so glad you explained that because when I try to explain the bigger picture of what's happening right now, it's difficult to understand because a lot of people, you're right, a lot of people are in worry and fear. But when you step back, like really back, it's exactly what you're saying. Yes. Right? Yeah. And that's why, especially now is the time when people should really dig deep and start, you know, uncovering their sovereignty. Yeah. Not just in like, you know, the legal, <laughs> not just the legal ways. Right. No, it, and, and it is. And it's just naturally, it's the cycle and the time for that to occur. Like I said, how this whole journey really started for me or what, what I was immersed in that, that really brought me to the, this higher understanding was um, reading about some prophecies and different indigenous stories and, you know, understanding like the different rock art and things that were left for us. And I'm very much interested in different cultures and, and learning about these ancient and historical things. And, and so that keeps uncovering a lot more too. But in so many different prophecies, especially Hopi and, and Mayan prophecies, we've known that there's going to be an end to a cycle and a new cycle will begin. And this lifetime that you and I and, and everybody in our in our surrounding environment is involved in that shift in that change. And so we've really shifted from the I believe into the I know into that time. And so people are really their consciousness is really waking up, even if they don't realize that it is. And you know, you can't I'm not saying individuals, you know, you can definitely see that in individuals 
levels, but I'm talking more about like on a, a mass consciousness scale. And it's especially because of the way that we're told how limited we are, that we have to do this and we have to do that and things like that. That's actually what's causing so many people to wake up. You know, they're waking up and saying, well, why do I have to do that? Mm. Who are you to tell me that I have to do this? I, I am a sovereign being and I have my rights and I don't have to do what the doctor tells me or what this religion tells me or what the government tells me. I'm, I'm a sovereign being and I'm I'm able to live my life the, the way that I want to. And the ones that accept that, they are the ones that are more, you know, moving forward in a positive way on, on their path and opening to allowing these different frequencies and vibrations and their consciousness is expanding. Whereas the other ones that stay more in this vibration of fear and the, oh, I can't do that. Um, you know, I'm not allowed to, or I have to do what I'm, what I'm told or, you know, things like that. The more that they're going to stay in that level of consciousness. And, and so we're really seeing this great divide right now, even though, you know, like I said, all, all is one, <laughs> but there's going to be this greater divide in these different paths that people are taking. Basically, it's love or fear, and but love and fear are part of the same, you mm -hmm. know, so um, mm -hmm. that's why it, it really boils down to our consciousness. How are you going to think about this and how are you going to feel about it? It's really actually our feelings are more important. That's what the journey's about is is feeling. Circling back to your connection with Sasquatch, mm -hmm. what are their main messages to us during this time of choosing fear or love? Yes. Well, a lot of the points that I've already mentioned, you know, there's there's so much of that that they can teach us. But, you know, I guess using discernment is, as far as how to move forward or move through these different energies. So practicing uh, discernment and even discrimination in different things, but exercising free will identifying nature, our connection with nature and everything like that. There's really so much <laughs> that, you know, it's like this all encompassing message, but practicing kindness and compassion as well. So basically, you know, I'd, I'd say like living more in your heart space than in your mind. It's a, it's a transition. It's a, it's really a transition from going to thinking so much to feeling so if I had to kind of summarize it, that would be it. But there's so much that, <laughs> that could be said, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. There's so much to cover. But I just want to tie it up together to your mention of discernment mm -hmm. is I find that discernment gets fine tuned and improved the more you dig inside right? When you're not distracted. Mm -hmm. What's your take on that? Yes, I agree. The discernment, it's really kind of hard to put into words. <laughs> but for me, you know, when I'm exercising that, I guess what I think of is nature, the nature of things, the cycles, the seasons, the bigger picture of things, and not just the immediate what's logical or what's convenient or what's going to save me money or something like that. It's, you know, those are all good concerns in the 3D and in the world, but that's where the shift really occurs is instead of, like I said, using the mind so much to make decisions is using the heart 
you know, so what's right? What's wrong? There, there really isn't a definition between right and wrong because it, it all has to do with where our consciousness lies with those, those different things. For example, I know one subject that comes up often or, or one that's, you know, debatable is eating meat or something like that or, or killing, you know, for food and things like that. And it's really all a matter of consciousness that there's no right or wrong when it comes to that. But it's how do you honor and respect that life? you know, with whatever that you're doing. That's just like one example of it. For me personally, like I've learned to follow my heart, even when it doesn't seem logical, even when it's like, well, how am I going to survive? You know what? It doesn't matter. I'm going to follow my heart and I'll be provided for. The universe is going to provide or, you know, for example, like just last week I had a, a yard sale. And so we sold some stuff, but I ended up just giving away more than anything. You know, I see people in need and I give it away. And then all these things that we needed came to us. So that's just kind of part of that reciprocity with the universe that the more that you give and the more that you love and the more that you put out this positive energy, the more that it's going to come back to you, the more that you'll receive more of what's going to keep you healthy and in balance and, you know, surviving or whatever it is. And so it's, it's the, just kind of this reciprocity with things. Mm -hmm. Now, to wrap up our chat here, what's your take on, I guess, for people wanting to connect with extraterrestrials, is a spiritual journey a requirement? It depends on which way you want to connect. <laughs> I want to say yes. <laughs> I want to say yes, because to have a true connection with extraterrestrial beings or AKA basically our ancestors, you would want to embark upon a spiritual journey to better understand it. Otherwise, you hear of lots of people that have an encounter with extraterrestrials that wasn't good. They feel that they were abducted or that they were violated in some kind of way. And quite honestly, a lot of those times, those aren't extraterrestrials. They're terrestrials just disguising themselves, you know? So anyway, something of earth, not from beyond earth, you know? So, but to have a, a positive encounter and connection with ETs or star elders or, or star beings uh, like our ancestors did, you know, for example, the, the Native Americans or the indigenous people that were in regular contact with what they would call the gods or, you know, the ancestors or extraterrestrials. Yeah, I do feel that to have a successful or an inner knowing inner species relationship with either extraterrestrials or intraterrestrials, there's plenty of beings within the earth or on the earth, you know, like Sasquatch and, and things like that, that it is definitely a journey in consciousness, which is really about the spiritual journey. So it's not that you couldn't experience something without that, but it's not going to have, you're not going to have the deeper knowing and understanding of what you're experiencing. And that's usually when people are fearful, if they have an encounter without having the spiritual understanding. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that, that clarification on the difference. 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all your insights, Kelly. I will put all your information on the show page. And what can we expect? Or what what are you working on now? Are you going to do a fourth book on the Sasquatch book series, which by the way, is amazing. You can find it on Amazon, just plug it in. Thank you. I am. I I feel that there's another book on the way, but it's not quite like the the fourth volume to the Sasquatch message to humanity, but it's a little bit more of my personal journey. So I've been documenting a lot of things and things like that. So it would very much go in alignment with it, but it's not necessarily all direct messages from the Sasquatch like before. I'm also going to actually compile the three books together and make one whole big volume of it as well. But more immediately, I've, I've been doing lots of uh, gatherings and things like that. We have the Sasquatch family reunion, and that's coming up in just three weeks. And then we're having a similar, the gathering of the ancients in the Ozarks in Arkansas this September. And so the physical gatherings have been keeping me more busy than sitting behind the computer lately. So, <laughs> but it's always ongoing projects. Uh, We do a lot within the community too, like my family and and close community. We work on different permaculture projects and things. So it's a lot more than just getting the information out there. I'm so grateful and so blessed that those the books are out there and they're reaching people and they're hearing the message. But right now it's also more time for me to personally implement a lot of that in my life, you know, so not only the the journey and the consciousness, but also learning so much about the earth. You know, like I said, learn, I'm learning a lot about herbs and different homesteading things and, and things like that. And it, it's not so much, you know, out of a fear, but just wanting to work with nature and understanding. And I also think in indigenous terms of of the generations to follow, you know, and kids today don't really have much of an understanding about nature, how to do so much of what our ancestors did to survive. So it's important for me to learn to reconnect in that kind of way and to teach the kids and to teach the future generations so that our planet does have a much better chance of survival. Very much all of the things that I've been involved in and and the gatherings that I put on, uh, like I said, the, the Sasquatch family reunion, we incorporate a lot of that in there too. But it's also just getting groups of people together to share each other's light and, you know, the lessons that we've learned or different skills and things like that. But we come together and create this wonderful energetic force, I guess you would say. And then we, we take all of that back with us wherever, you know, wherever they've come from. And so they're touching more people with with that knowledge and that wisdom and that energy. Yes, amazing. That work is honestly going to do so much difference. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, if you guys want to know more, check out the links in the show page. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. 